<clears throat> Hello everyone and welcome to the Impact Play. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions and debates that bring us out beyond than just gaming. We're not only blurring the lines between gaming, entertainment, sports and music. We're even amplifying those voices from those respective fields and having their stories told here on the Impact Play. Join us as we record the show live over on twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play and by clicking on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Just simply search for the Impact Play. However you consume your content, whatever you consume it, we are there. Join us on Patreon where several rec- recruits and above get the show ad-free. Golden recruits and above have exclusive access to not only the post show, but they can even call in and be a part of the live show experience over at patreon.com backslash the impact play. I am your show host Muhammad, otherwise known as It's Yegu. This is episode 102. On the agenda, we have a whole ton of news for you all. We have an original Xbox One Easter egg that has remained hidden for almost 20 years. We have more details regarding Sonic. Dragon Dragon Quest, Far Cry, and a ton more. The live-action Powerpuff TV show is rebooting its pilot episode, and we know why. Amazon acquiring MGN. The UEFA Champions League has has crowned a champion. Records were set at the 2021 iHeartRadio Music Awards, plus the top stories of the week. So welcome to our very first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing and essentially what we have been on. So if you guys has if you guys have been following our Twitch channel at twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play, I've been doing a ton of live playthroughs of uh, Apex Legends. Rocket League, I've been starting to get into it a lot more. I've been enjoying it, but I will ho- I will be hopping into it. I'll have been doing both, actually, later on tonight. So stay tuned for that. If you guys want to be part of the... Be a part of these live playthroughs. You want to be the way you, you want to be, be a part of the live show experience. Simply follow us at twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play. Hit the notification bell. Hit that follow button. And just help support the show. Help elevate us even further to to levels that we know we can reach. And we can do this together. So, I guess that's essentially it. I know the Bad Batch had a recent episode. I haven't been on that lately. But what I have been watching... More really, what I've been getting back into is the Arrowverse. So, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, and so on. So I've been catching up with that. Hopefully, once I've all, once I'm all caught up with all, all these TV shows and all these episodes, I'll talk about it on one of these post shows as well. But honestly, I've been just honestly having a great time with it all. And we have a ton of a ton of games that are coming out, a ton of games that were announced. We have E3 coming up. We have so much to talk about. So without further delay, we're gonna hop into the news. And first up is gaming. The Switch Pro. We're gonna that has been uh, running around the uh, the rumor mill as of late. And it's and it and these reports are saying that September of this year is the launch window. 
Fresh reports of an upgraded Nintendo Switch have emerged, suggesting the new console model could not only launch in September, but also take over the original version. Bloomberg reports assembly of the new device will begin in July, citing anonymous sources familiar with the matter. Launch is set to be slated for September or October, with an announcement expected before E3 begins on June 12th. No new details on the technology as what feature were given, but it suggests that the console will be sold more than 299 so it is looking more that we're going around the 399 price the price uh, range. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. So as we all know, it's gonna it's rumored to have support up to 4K when docked and so on. But yeah, we'll see uh, when June comes around. All right. So without further delay, let's hop into the rest of the news because in gaming. Alone, we have a whole lot of stories, so I want to get through this as quickly and uh, what's that word efficient as possible. So let's see what we got. Horizon Forbidden West State of Play. Sony and Gorilla Games presented a Horizon Forbidden West State of Play that featured 14 minutes of gameplay for the much anticipated. PS5 PlayStation exclusive. While no release date was given, we did learn a ton of new details on the sequel to 2017's Horizon Zero Dawn. Games has stated that development is on track and we will have an update very soon. A sequel picks up six months from the events of Horizon Zero Dawn, and Alloy has traveled west to investigate the mysterious and deadly blight. In the state of play gameplay demo, I has sent her friend and returning character errand into the remains of San Francisco to recover an important artifact. We get he gets captured uh, by the Tanakh tribe, a rebel faction that has somehow learned how to override and control machines. Alloy has, of course, has to come to his rescue. Uh. There's a whole bunch of new gameplay elements and so on, but we're not going to go into that because we don't want to um, try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Alright, moving on. Microsoft has turned the Surface Duel into a handheld Xbox. Let me show you guys for those watching us live or later on youtube but for those of you again on the audio uh on the audio version of the show spotify google podcast you are definitely missing out okay let's see where are you all right there you go that's the surface duo and that's how it looks like with with the new, I guess, new full um, screen integration, because it turns into a kind of controller, and it, it simply reminds you of the Nintendo, the Nintendo DS days. But this is not only for the the Surface Duo; it's also for every dual screen phone, I guess you could say. So, like the Samsung Fold Two, Samsung Fold Three that's coming out later on this year, and that's what I'm definitely excited for. I'm looking forward to. 
we have I think LG has a dual screen phone if I'm not mistaken but yeah it actually really looks phenomenal but to what I'm this is just the beginning what I'm looking forward to is where instead of just touchscreen controls we'll have like not uh, like a special I guess magnetic Xbox control type thing or you could just simply instead of just using a regular Xbox controller you could hook up the pieces that you need but yeah Oops, my bad. I messed up. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, let's see. Microsoft has announced an, a merged Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase slated for June thir 13th. You've told us how excited you are about welcoming Bethesda into the Xbox family. So we know you're going to want a front row seat to the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase at Xbox Games Marketing General Manager Aaron Greenberg. The 90-minute show packed with everything you want to know about Epic about the Epic Gaming lineup coming out of the, of the coming out of this partnership. The incredible games coming to Xbox this holiday, upcoming uh, upcoming releases on Xbox Game Pass and more. I'm definitely looking forward for that. Some Far Cry 6 uh, reveals, I guess you could say. Here, give me a second. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't part of the, part of this uh, this new story. The Far Cry. Oh, no, no. Oh, here it is. The Far Cry Six will not have the same issues the likes of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven had, <laughs> while the series on the whole does touch on controversial themes. Cavari of the studio seeming just to want to make sure that this latest installment is a successful one while respecting other countries and cultures and apparently they had to put out the statement that is not a pol political one Of course, we're not going to spoilers for spoil with the war new updates, nonetheless. Because it's mirroring what happened on, on uh, in Cuba. So it's just like a fantasy world, I guess you could say. Experience. But yeah, of course, they have to come with these things. You have to cover your stuff, cover your bases. Really. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And now we're going to go into the Sonic Central stream that came out earlier this week. Mm. It revealed a number of new projects featuring the world's uh, premier blue hedgehog, all designed to tie into the series' 30th anniversary celebrations. 
And here's a breakdown coming from IGN. Sega announced its Sonic team, which has previously released Sonic Generations and Sonic Forces, has begun work on a new mainline Sonic game. A teaser trailer revealed that the game will arrive in 2022 for the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series consoles, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. No information was revealed, but it was just a teaser. Sonic Colors Ultimate is a remaster of the 2010 platformer, which will come to the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC through the Epic, through the Epic Game Store on September 7th. Developed by Blinding uh, Squirrel Entertainment. The remaster will update the game's look and feel as well as add new features and a new mode called Rival Rush. Rush. Sonic or Origins Comp- compilation? Huh? Whatever, let's read let's look read into this. Sonic also announced Sonic Origins, a compilation of Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and Sonic CD. New release date was announced for the collection. Sonic Colors Rise of the Wisps animated short announced. To accompany the Sonic Colors remaster, Sega has announced Sonic Colors Rise of the Wisps, a two-part animated series featuring long-time long, long Sonic voice actor Roger Craig Smith. Sonic will also make appearances in Two Point Hospital, adding Sonic-themed items on July 22nd and Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game, with players able to dress the athletes in Sonic gear. So it's not the exact... Uh, it's not like uh, you're using ton- Sonic the Hedgehog, it's just like a costume, costume essentially. Sonic announced that Epic Game Store will see the release of Sonic Mania on June 24th. PlayStation Now will receive Sonic Forces, Sonic Mania, and the Team Sonic Racing on June 1st. And Amazon Luna will get Sonic Mania and Team Sonic Racing later this year. Sonic Mobile Games Events Sonic Forces Speed Battle will receive Super Sonic as a character. Sonic Dash will add a pirate-themed event with Sonic, with Pirate Sonic and Captain Shadow costumes. Sonic Racing will add classic characters, cars, and tracks, and the Werehog will be a Halloween addition to both Forces and Dash. Sonic Prime for Netflix update. The man of action is working with Sega and Netflix on a new animated project. Joe Kelly from Man of Action offering a short update revealing Sonic Prime will be a 24-episode series with Sonic where Sonic must what else save the universe. Sonic Prime will premiere on Netflix sometime in 2022. Wow, a lot of Sonic. Alright, let's see. A, we were getting a Final Fantasy spinoff by Team Ninja that's reportedly to be revealed at E3. We'll see. Citing anonymous sources, Fanbyte reports that the game may be called Final Fantasy Origins and is said to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive with a PC release to follow sometime later. Fanbyte also noted that the action RPG will be a one of Square Enix's tent poles during its upcoming E3 presentation, which has not yet been announced. Other bits of information from the game include its setting, which may take place either somewhere in or adjacent to the original 1987 Final Fantasy and the NES. 
There is all there is also said to be a demo planned for this Final Fantasy Origin action-packed RPG, according to fanbite or sources that have corroborated the rumors. An alpha demo called Stranger in Paradise may launch this summer on unspecified platforms, similar to the of Neo's technical alphas. Lastly, though it allegedly fits singly into the Souls genre, this game is said to be more accessible to a wider array of gamers. Fanbyte sources also stated that the game is largely developed by the team behind the Syria and Team, the latest entry into the final games series that dropped in 2018. Okay, we have some dates, some releases for Pokemon. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are coming November 19th, where and Pokemon Legends Arceus is slated for January 28th. Nintendo can't seem to catch a break with The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Since its announcement, it became a reminder of a lack of Breath of the Wild 2 news. Now it's got the gorgeous Zelda and Loftwing Amiibo, but at a premium price and will, excuse me, and with functionality that fans seem upset about. Well, worry no longer, for the goose is loose. (laughs) No screenshots have arrived that they're focused on Skyward Sword's greatest treasure, the Gaston Tier Himbo is priming is priming his um, harder for a grand tour on Switch, where he'll remind the world of his greatness. Even if you're uncultured, there's no Zelda character quite like him throughout the series. And seeing that unla- un- uniqueness unfold again will be a highlight of a return trip to Skyfold. Also shared is a batch dedicated to Zelda's father, Gulp. Gilpera? Hmm, I never heard of his father. That's weird. This, this inspired by the owl whose name he shares, he'll be one of your first characters met when Skyward Sword HD arrives on Friday, July sixteenth. We have patch five point five for Final Fantasy fourteen online. It marks the conclusion of the epic tale of Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers by bringing additions to the main scenario, Yorha, Dark Apocalypse, and Save the Queen questlines, as well as making the start of the official service for the PlayStation 5 version following its open beta period. Uh, For the details, main scenario part 2, the second part of the final main scenario update before Endwalker sets the stage for the upcoming Expansion in grand fashion. Yora Dark Apocalypse, an additional Yora Dark Apocalypse story, has been added to this epic crossover questline. Save the Queen questline, uh, we have an update. The latest update includes a new field area, Zednor, an increased resonance rate cap of 25, final enhancements of resistance weapons, and new large scale battle content. Dal Riata for up to 48 players. Valve next. Valve is reportedly working on a Switch like handheld gaming PC. 
And this is coming from Eurogamer. And they're dumping in the Steam Pal. That's essentially it. <laughs> That's literally all we have. Alright, Final Fantasy XIV's Neo Ki Yoshida teases what's to come after Endwalker. With the 10 year plus history, we were able to tie up a lot of loose ends with the climax. There will be more questions that are answered and people will understand the reasoning behind a lot of things that have been present throughout the story. Yoshida told me, with, uh, this is coming from PC Gamer by the way, there are, uh, hold on, with that being said, there are areas within planet Hedelin where we haven't explored yet. There are continents that have yet to be discovered, areas that have yet to be explored. There is possibilities there. And with the story of Shadowbringers, we learned that the Crystal Tower acts as a portal, not just to the distant realms, including the first and those that have been divided by the Sun Darid, but it can also act, allow us to travel in time as well, as we go back to the past and future. So there's still a lot of possibilities left. It's a vague, it's a vague tease, but as someone that's been playing Final Fantasy XIV for those 11 years, and find those possibilities and tellizing, especially that the idea that time traveling to a different era of Oriza's history might be on the table. So keep that in mind. Gorilla Collective is teasing an announcement, two announcements on June 5th and June 12th. Alright, let's go into this epic v Apple. The closing statements as a three-week antitrust trial comes to an end. Epic acknowledges that this is an important case, that there's an important set of conduct of uh conduct, and the and that a remedy of the sort that Epic has requested would be important and significant, he began. But this is because the issue affects such a large number of consumers, such a large number of developers, and has persisted for such a long period of time. Remedying that content, that conduct is a, is of necessity, a more robust endeavor and exercise that your typical injective relief. Because the, con the conduct and the harm is more robust, that's a court what typically face. Responding to this, Apple's counsel, Richard Doran of law firm Gibson, Dunn, and Crutcher, emphasized that the iPhone's firm goal has been to, quote-unquote, make the court of aware of what Epic is asking. He also added that the changes Epic wants, from changing the commission fee and direct payment structure to opening the iOS ecosystem for third-party app stores, is is quote-unquote scary for Apple's iOS customers, for Apple's developer community, for Apple, and for the score. Epic is taking out of both sides of its mouth on this case when the impact, the results, and the way this will play out, and 
practicalities and plain and are simple, said Doran. He focused on concerns surrounding security, noting that the only thing Epic is willing for Apple to do, any app that I had not submitted to the App Store, is to do some, is to do some sort that they don't describe what of malware review. That's a full, full, full blown lie. Because the EA, if you go, if you actually do your research in this case, Apple actually restri- uh, lifted certain restrictions from certain apps as well. They didn't treat everyone the same. If you treated everyone the same, this wouldn't have gone to court. But as we, as we all are aware, Apple's pol- Apple's business policies they need to be revamped, and they need to abide by this current generation essentially. But yeah, moving on. Uh, let's see. I guess we're going to see Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft. What's going on there? The Ubisoft CEO, Vas Galimant, has released a statement sharing insight into the changes the publisher has made since it faced a wave of accusations. Concerning abuse, harassment, and toxicity last year, the Assassin's Creed firm faced multiple allegations, both concerning individual members of staff, including managers and executives, and the broader company culture. Although the publisher has announced various changes to its internal structure over the past year, French publication La Telegram reported last week that these have had minimal impact. Now, Jalamont has released a statement on the matter in which he wrote, We have engaged in a company-wide effort to listen, learn, and build a roadmap for a better Ubisoft for all. The publisher has created several channels which employees can report misconduct with guaranteed anonymity. These reports will be reviewed and handled by an independent external partner. The reports of misconduct from last summer led to a series of investigations that resulted in company-wide training, disciplinary sanctions, and dismissals. More than 1,400 employees have taken part in assessments, such as an anonymous questionnaires in 2000 take part in focus groups and listening sessions. Ubisoft also worked with Accenture to review its global HR organization's policies and procedures in depth. Those efforts have led to a new code fair of conduct. So, moving on. Tencent has acquired a 3.8% stake in Remedy. We got that already. Apex Legends will, pun- will now punish players for leaving early. A new update now punishes players that abandon matches in arenas mode. It began on May 24th and will now penalize uh, players in a similar way to how players get a 10-minute timeout for abandoning a ranked Battle Royale match. A Pura movie is still in development and JJ, uh, uh, producer JJ Ab- Abrams has confirmed. We have a leaked Fortnite skin that is looking to a Loki partnership. Keep that in mind until we get an official announcement. But these leaks have been spot on.
Oh, Sonic. Did we, yeah, we did Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, we did that already. I don't know why I had another one. We got that already. And Fall Guys is teasing a, a an exclusive collab for for a mid-season update for Season 4. Got that already. Got that already. Sony is, has told investors that Uncharted 4 is headed to PC and is making more live service games. Blizzard has canceled BlizzCon 2021, but it is planning a digital and physical event early next year for 2022. Crystal Dynamics is opening up, op has opened up a new studio in Austin to support future development. We did that already. Square Enix Collective teams up with Future Lab on super smooth simulator game. Oh, Power Wash Simulator. It's like a Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> okay. CD Project Red appoints a, uh, has named Gabriel Ama Tangelo as Cyberpunk 2077's new game director. The appointing follows the departure of former Quest director Matresk Tamaz. Quesics, sorry if I botched that, who has stepped down from the position and, and left the studio. So, we have a new Dragon Quest announcement for, I'm sorry, new Dragon Quest game, Dragon Quest 12. It has been announced during a Square Enix live stream. In the teaser, the X2, X2 logo, or should I say the 12 logo, was then fired with a voice saying in Japanese, Why do people live? The game's full title is Dragon Quest XI, The Flames of Fate. Uh, Yoji Horia explains that the game will give the player vo choices about how their character lives. The, the, the command battle system will change in the upcoming entry, but commands won't be removed per se. But the, company, but the system apparently won't be changed in a way that's uncomfortable to Dragon Quest players. Quote unquote. Unreal Engine 5 is available now in early access, and a tech demo has also been released. Dragon Quest 3 is being remade in the style of Octopath of the Octopath Traveler. And now let's go into this original Xbox uh, Easter egg. The developer who worked on Microsoft's original 2001 Xbox console, who wishes to remain anonymous, informed Kotaku of a hidden Easter egg in the Xbox dashboard that remained undiscovered for nearly 20 years. They told us how to trigger the secret, which, which displays a previously unknown credit screen. Sure enough, it works. It didn't. I didn't really expect it to be found, not unless the source code leaked or... Somebody reverse engineered the dashboard, said the source. It tr its trigger was the same as the main Easter egg, so I knew it was possible. I figured somebody would, ha would have to leak it for it to be known. The main Easter egg 
They were referred to, known for many years, it triggered by going into the audio CD ripping screen and naming a new rip. Let me share that to you guys. This command right here. As soon as you hit done, this immediately triggers a hidden credit roll, which after after which the console reboots, the Easter egg we're re revealing today starts in a similar manner. By entering a magic string before ripping a CD, but instead of triggering immediately, it requires waiting for the CD rip to be complete. You'll find that the system info screen has changed into something new. So that's essentially it. Like here's the instructions essentially. So that's essentially it. Alright, Borderlands 3. Crossplay is on the way, but PlayStation, but PlayStation players will be missing out. According to Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford. Pitchford, who took to Twitter on Tuesday to say that crossplay functionality is coming, but the developer has been told to remove crossplay for PlayStation by Borderlands publisher 2K. And I'm assuming this has to do with the royalties that Sony is requiring developers for to enable crossplay on their platform, similar to what was revealed at the Epic v. Apple trial, where Sony was charging Epic for crossplay. So I'm assuming this is this policy from Sony still in place. So of course developers, most developers and publishers are not gonna enable crossplay if they have to pay extra on Sony's side. So well, my, my guess is is that a lot of developers will, will rally together in, in against this policy. So once they see a whole bunch of developers and publisher not supporting crossplay on PlayStation, of course the fans on PlayStation are gonna be they're gonna they're gonna raise they're gonna raise their voices why crossplay is enabled on their platform, and the reason being is Sony's charging developers, and once all these developers, publishers, and the community alike start rallying up together, Sony will in turn change its policies, hopefully, and not require publishers to pay a premium to enable crossplay. Uh, we already got that. We have a new gaming social platform, Noise, that has raised $5 million. Founders of Unity and Supercell are amongst the investors behind this finished startup. We have an indie expo live uh, showcase that will feature over 300 upcoming games on June 5th. And apparently Dr. Disrespect will be looking into creating its, his own game IP. We have Crisis Collection, that's been teased by Crytek <coughs> on Twitter. Bloodstained, the Ritual of the Night sequel has reportedly, is reportedly in development. And Dying Light 2 also reveals a release date and new open world gameplay. Uh, it launched this December 7th for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, as well as PC. Okay. 
now we're done with finally done with gaming we're gonna move on to entertainment we have we got our first official teaser for Marvel's Eternals and it looks great. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Alright, we have let's see, didn't it? Timothy Chalamet has been casted as Willy Wonka in a new origin film. So before he took over the chocolate, before he was took over the chocolate factory, essentially. The Flash season eight to be will begin with five crossover type episodes featuring Arrow, um, starring the Arrowverse heroes, of course, like usual. Of course, we're not going to get into this. This is just so you guys can keep in mind because I'm still catching up with Arrowverse TV shows. So, Legend of Tomorrow, Breakout, break uh, Bebo is getting an animated Christmas special on the CW. <laughs> uh, Bebo is funny. The CW has unveiled a week long, it's week long. Fall 2021 primetime schedule and meets season debuts. So we have a new series, the 440. In the show, okay, the original version of the 4400 was created by, uh, we already know about that. Uh, this thing is like weird. Let me try to look at entertainment news. Okay, we'll read this. So in the show, 4400 overlooked, overvalued, over, over de devalued, or otherwise, Marginalized people who vanished without a trace over the last hundred years are all returning in an instant, having not aged a day, with no memory of what happened to them. As the government faces to an analyze the potential threat and contain the story, the 4400 themselves must grapple with the fact that they've been returned with a few upgrades, and the increasing likelihood that they were, were all brought back for a specific reason. The original version of the 4400 was created by Rennie Echevarria and Scott Peters. It features actors like Joel Gretsch, Gretsch, I'm sorry if I watched that, uh, uh, Jacqueline McKenzie, you, we have Conchita Campbell and Oscar winner Ma... Mahar, Maharsha, Maharshala Ali. I ran it for four seasons. We, we know about that. But yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's a, in the rem It's a remake that's, uh, that was created by David G. Stanley, Scott A. Stone, and Stephen R. Brown. Will preserve many of the Nickelodeon series' iconic elements. So that's essentially it. Moving on. So, uh, Clubhouse Television and Maniac Productions have secured the rights to the BBC, BBC Radio 4 podcast. 
da Entercy Paltergeist. The two companies will now work to develop a scripted series titled uh, Blumhouse's Ghost Story, with the podcast serving as the basis for the first season. In addition, they will develop an up an unscripted uh, companion series. Blumhouse TV and Maniac have also secured the right the life rights of Shirley Hetchings, who has the subject of the long of the longest documented Paltergeist haunting in history. They also have the, they also have the rights to Hetchings and James Clark's books, the pro, the, the Paul Tergiest, Prince of London, the re, the remarkable true story of the Battersteer, Paul Tergiest. All right, moving on. <laughs> that was a lot to swallow. Charlie bit my finger. The the video on YouTube that has amassed millions of views has been official, will officially leave YouTube after selling for seven hundred and sixty thousand dollars as an NFT. Universal's Boss Baby sequel to premiere will premiere on Peacock and in theaters on the same day. Loki aims to have wide-reaching ramifications across the MCU. According to series writer Michael Maldron, Waldron, talking to Total Firm, Waldron responded to the question regarding if Loki and Doctor Strange 2, which Waldron has also penned, will share any uh, contentive tissue. So there will be crossovers, essentially. So, Zack Snyder uh, has had several projects rejected by Warner Brothers over the years, as uh, with some remaining on the shelf, and others moving forward with alternate with alternative studios. Snyder has made his feature debut in 2004 with the remark of Dawn of the Dead. Since then, his name has become synonymous with comic book movies and superhero films such as 300, Watchmen, Man of Steel, and its follow-ups Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and The Justice League, which also released as a four-hour R-rated director's cut on HBO Max. Three hundred, a sequel to the three hundred, Sucker Punch director's cut, Adam spin-off movie, Army of the Dead, and its sequel. And if you guys are interested in watching Army of the Dead, it's now available on Netflix. I'm assuming. Hold on, let me look that up real quick before. Yeah, it's sitting Netflix. Okay, we know about that. It's a for show. We uh, Naomi TV series is coming to the CW. It's coming from a tweet from Ava Duvani. According to the official show's description, Naomi follow, follows a teen girl's journey from her small 
northwestern town to the heights of the multiverse when a supernatural event shakes her hometown to the core. Nunyomi sends out to un uncover its origins, and what she discovers will change everything we believe about our heroes. So I'm definitely looking forward to that too. The Real Housewives of Pomatak will return to in July. On Bravo. With returning cast members Gis Giselle Bryant, Baron I'm sorry, Karen Hudger, Ashley Dar Darby, Ruben Dixon, Candace Dallard Bassat, and Dr. Wendy Osefo in a seventy five minute premiere episode. Amazon has bought the Bond Studio MGN for nearly $9 million. This is coming from IGN. Amazon has stated that it will preserve MGM's heritage and catalog of films with the acquisition. So, that's it. I'm the, so what it looks like, what's going to happen is they're probably going to still release these new films in theaters. But... Subsequently on Amazon Prime as well. Oh, should I say a Prime video? All right. The live action Power Puff Girls show is in the works at the CW. Was not picked up for a full series order, according to the Hollywood Reporter, and the pilot is going to be redone in order to reduce the campy feeling of the first version. The cast and creative team behind the series isn't going anywhere, though. Sneaking, I'm sorry, speaking to reporters in a call on May 25th, CWCEO CEO Mark Kidowitz stressed the support the network has for the cast and creative team, and the pilots are made precisely because these things need to change. We believe the cast, we believe in the cast, and in the Mm, excuse me, Diablo and Heather and executive producer Greg Greg Berlanti and studio uh, Warner Brothers. In this case, the pilot didn't work. Uh, Peter Witz explained because we see enough elements in there, we want to give it another shot. Tenoli, it might ha have felt a little too campy and didn't feel as rooted in reality as I might have felt. You learn things when you test things out. We felt. Let's take a step back and go back to the drawing board. This is a powerful property. It's engaged, it's engaged a lot of interest and we want to make things right. So, they better make things right because we'll see how this goes. Like, literally, I'm looking forward to this as well. One Divisions, Jack Schiaffa lands overall a deal at Marvel Studios in 20th Century. As part of the deal, the financial terms of which were not disclosed, Chiafir will work on projects for Marvel and 20th Century, to, I'm sorry, 20th Television. The Marvel projects will come to Disney Plus and anything else that develops for 20th will, will release on all platforms, quote unquote. If you guys aren't aware, Chiafir is, is the creator of WandaVision. Which turned out to be a huge success. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the new projects coming coming from this. 
Black Panther star Dania Gurira may get her own Disney Plus series. Okay, Todd Phillips will co-rate the Joker sequel. The Corella uh, has launched, uh, is actually in theaters now, on May, as of two days uh, as of this recording, so it's May 30th, so it's been out two days already. So you can watch it on Disney Plus as well. And last but not least, Marvel has confirmed that Asgar Asak will play Moon Knight. As um, noted in, in an official Twitter post from Marvel Studios. And now we're going to end this with sports. But before we get into sports, this, this next uh, story is a... I guess you could say... It's a cross between... Sports and music. So if you guys watched the UEFA Champions League and paid attention to the opening ceremony, it was Marshmallow, Selena Gomez, and Gallant. And they did such a tremendous job. The production of that was phenomenal. I've definitely enjoyed it. Like uh, like when I uh, I knew this was uh, actually it was the 29th, I believe, or the 28th. But... I had to rewatch the rewatch the opening ceremony not once but twice just to uh, take in everything essentially. But it was great. Uh, Applaud is in order for everyone on the production side, everyone that was uh, that was involved in the production and the development and so on, especially the the, the highlights of the show. Marshmallow, Selena, and uh, Gallad. So, congratulations to them. And now, we're going to move on to sports. So, if you guys are aware, if you guys watched the game, Chelsea took home took home the crown. They beat Manchester City 1-0. to Next, the NBA will experiment with a G League in-season tournament. After weeks of debate, and this coming from the Bleacher Report, and dissent from league figures such as LeBron James and Mark Cuban, the NBA's first and first annual playing tournament registered an objective smash hit. There were 5.62 million views who tuned in for Wednesday's Warriors vs. Lakers matchup, the most watched ESPN game since it now aired the 2019 Western Finals. Even that. Evening's undercard, Sports vs. Grizzlies, generated 2.2 million views on average. Good for the third most watched ESPN game of the season. It appears that the next season's G League tournament will be an enhanced version of the format used in 2019, where teams participating in the minor leagues annual showcase competed in a tournament for a $100,000 grand prize. This new iteration... World feature uh, would feature something similar to the concept of the NBA proposed to teams in 20, 
in December of 2019, G League, G, G League clubs would also play in 2012 to or 14 opening games. The top four teams from the round from the from the round robin would then realize in a prize money tournament at the G League showcase. The other teams would play through the annual event as usual. From there, each team will go back to its market. The G League would commence with a typical regular uh, format featuring 36 games to to de determine playoff seeding for the postseason as normal. Sources said, however, unlike the proposal the NBA sent teams two years ago that counted all games played, the G League calendar would, uh, would function as a first and second season. Sources, uh, sources stated where the team's records all reset at 0-0 before the final 36-game sprint. The league office has considered various addition, additional incentives for NBA teams to compete in this hypothetical tournament since the 2014-2015 season. Sources say the, the competition, by all accounts, would likely be called the David Stern Cup in honor of the league's former commissioner who died back in January of 2020. Options have ranged from awarding additional ping pong balls in the draft lottery, a, sub, a supplemental first round draft pick, guaranteed home court advantage in the, in the um opening round of the real playoffs and may and uh, maybe even all the way through the finals or awarding the teams the option to pick its first round opponent in the postseason told uh, versus told bleacher report the stern cup winners could even potentially gain an extra three million dollars in salary cap space or some type of additional cap exception bonus amnesty or stretch provision so we'll see what actually comes of this. So players under the age of 18 have played in MLS for years. In 2021, 12 players have made their first appearance in the season before their 18th birthday. Players out... This is annoying. Soccer America. But yeah, we have... Number one, Italian Series A. Number two, in the Dutch. The Dutch. I have to go into this article. Hold on, I gotta find another article. I hate when these sites require you to make an account or sign in just to look on these stories. I hate that. Like, I'm already gonna source you. Why should I bother creating an account? Okay, let's see. Let's see. Find another one. That's two years ago. See, let's go to the stories. 
Here we go. This was coming from theathletic.com. Olivia Moultrie may have won a court battle to be immediately eligible to play in the in NWSL, but the league has indicated it could, could be weeks before it allows any team to sign her. The NWSL on Friday denied a discovery claim by the Portland's Thorns to sign her. Multiple sources said that the NWSL waited several days to respond to the discovery claim before de- before denying it. Uh, that's just a discovery claim. That's it. So essentially, she, uh, what's going on is she's an, she's 15, 16, and she's a part a a fo- football prodigy essentially. And of course, to play in any MLS game, you have to be at least 18. But they have made that exception in the past, and that's what's essentially what happened. What ha- what's happening now? All right. So that's essentially it. And let's see if we have any last-minute news stories or any updates or anything news-breaking. Let's see. Okay, so Aragami 2 will be out in September with enhanced stealth mechanics and a new combat system. Apparently, a Metroid Switch Prime and Nintendo Switch appears in Walmart, has appeared in Walmart. So there is a Friends reunion on HBO Max. Okay, let's see what we got next. That's in entertainment. Let's check sports and music. Okay, so two executives suggesting that the Cavs could deal Colin Sexton to avoid signing him to an extension. Here's some history for you. Five years ago today, Kevin Durant played his last game for the Oklahoma City, for Oklahoma City. Uh, let's see. So we have three WNBA games slated for today. Let me find out what they are. They're not the store. Let's see, uh, where is it, 30th? So we have the Fever versus the Aces today at 6 p.m. 
we have Sparks versus the Sky at 6 as well, and we have the Sun versus the Linux at 7. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about one more thing. The NBA playoffs bracket. <laughs> I had to save that. I don't know what happened to it. I literally just remembered now. So, for the Western Conference, we have the Utah leads Memphis 2 to 1. The LA, the, the Dallas leads uh, the Clippers 2 to 1. Uh, Denver and Portland are tied 2 to 2. The Lakers. Uh, have the lead against the Phoenix Suns 2 to 1. And for the Eastern Conference, we have Fi wow, Philly leads it. <laughs> the 76ers are, are leading 3 to 0 against Washington. We have Atlanta leading the Knicks 2 to 1. We have Miami leading the <laughs> the Bulls 4 to 0. And we have Brooklyn leading the Celtics 2-1. to one. Wow, good thing I remember this. But that's all I'm seeing. So, we're... And... Well, an Eminem and a Post Malone collab may be on the way. So Cole Bennett has posted an Instagram story that uh, that has spurred the, the rumor mill essentially. Uh, let's see what we got. And that's about it on the music side and sports. That's about it. We got nothing else. And you guys are aware this is the WNBA's 25th season. I've said this before. And look what I'm wearing on the show. WNBA's Rise Together shirt. So that's going to be it for the show, folks. So we're going to move on to the rating mail. If you want to send, send us a rating mail, here's how. You want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and if you have any questions that you may have for us by sending us reading mail on a Discord server, leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash the impact play, or even by sending us an email to reading mail at mpplay.com. Who knows, it may even be featured on, on a future episode, or even a special reading mail segment of the show. So thank you guys so much for making the impact play a part of the day. If you wish to join our community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation Discord in chat now. Guys, we were trying to unlock subs over on Twitch, and we need your help. And we cannot do this without you. Share the channel with your friends, your family, or anyone who believes you'll benefit from the show. Leave us a review, even just to rating on your favorite platform. Have a great one, folks. And I'll see you all on the post, Joe, for our, for our supporters over on Patreon. <laughs>